Welcome to this segment of the LDS Life Podcast, How Carl Got Interested in Radio. Ten years old, I got a paper out, and I made $13 a month delivering papers. And in the fourth grade, Mr. Orwell brought a tape recorder. Now, tape recorder was cool because you could record your voice and play it back. I had never seen anything like that. Now, what year was this? Oh, 1954. So they had cassette tapes in 1954. No, 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 no. Reel to reel. This was a reel to reel tape. Okay. Cassettes didn't come along until I'm going to say the eighties or something. No, I I saw a cassette tape that was actually in the sixties. You're right. Sixties. Because I remember a companion had one on my mission, a cassette player. I thought, well, that's cool. Never seen one of the, that was the sixties, the late sixties, I think. Yeah. So this was like, uh, 50, 53, 54. I'm in fourth grade and Mr. Orwell brings a Webcore tape recorder to his classroom, and he lets all the students walk by and talk into the microphone. Then he plays it back, and I go, "Wow! Listen, I couldn't believe it. You could hear your voice, and I'd never heard my voice before." And all the kids did that, and I was just fantasized by that tape recorder. So, in the fifth grade, I'm having a paper out, and I'm saving up money. My mom says, "You save up your money, and you can buy a tape recorder." I thought, "Whoa, that's what I want." So. I saved up $93, um, I think over, I don't know, eight months. That's probably the most I ever saved in my life. I never saved for anything. I'd spend it as soon as I get it. And my mom made me save my money. And we went to the white front re, uh, department store in Los Angeles. And it was a, it was kind of like a Costco or, you know, like a discount store. Yeah. Wholesale. So Basically I bought everything and, you want in there. Yeah. And, and they bought, and you could get it at wholesale prices. And so oh my gosh. here's a voice of music tape recorder, VM, voice of music. And it's, it looks like a little speaker in the front, you know, it, it's just a tape recorder and you can put a microphone in and talk to it or whatever. And I bought one of those. It was a retail price was $175.50, but wholesale, it was $134.75. I only had $93. My mom kicked in the rest. So he bought one. And it was on December 22nd of 1955, as I recall, just before Christmas. And I came home and I was so excited with that tape recorder. And I was really interested in radio. I loved listening to the, the, to the music on the radio. And my favorite, one of my favorite things was recording songs off the radio. So I didn't have to buy the records. You know, I would cheap. Oh yeah. We <laughs> all, re- those of us phonograph who are anyway. probably over, I would say the age of 35, we all did that. Yeah. Yeah. At some point we all so did I, that. I'd record, I, I, KRLA was my station. It was, they played pop music and everything, you know, and, and I'd record songs on the radio and play them back. And my friends would come over, you want to hear a song? Yeah. Okay. And we play it. And that's what I did mostly with my tape recorders, record songs off the radio. Okay. So it must and, have been a built-in tape recorder then, a built-in, a radio. Oh, he had a speaker built in. Yeah, it had a speaker built in. It was like a like a phonograph with a record with a speaker in it. Yeah, it was but like it, that it with must it. have had a radio built into it. Oh too, no, right? it did not have a radio in it. No. Oh, no. you just put no. the I what I did the... is connected it. I, I learned how to surgically connect it onto a radio. Actually, I bought a tuner from Heathkit later on and built the tuner. It was an AM radio tuner. Oh. Okay. And the tuner would connect directly to the input of the tape recorder. I learned how to do that. So, oh, wow. so I got into electronics when I was, um, when I was about, uh, I got to 12 or 13 years old, I was in junior high and I got in with a couple of friends into electronics. So I got really into electronics. I learned how to build a power supply. 
the man next door to me, which was uh, Ronnie's father, different Ronnie. There were two Ronnies in my neighborhood. The one next door was Ronnie Clayton. His dad was a ham operator. And he had, I was fascinated. I go into his uh, back, back office where he had his ham radio. And I would talk to him a little bit. And, you know, I was young and I was probably uh, kind of, a nuisance to him, but he was <laughs> nice enough to tell me a few things, you know, and I, I learned how to build a power supply and it was a tube type power supply. You, if, unless you're into electronics, you probably won't understand what I'm talking about, but we charge up. Well, capacitors. for those of you that don't know, I, I know a power supply, basically it would, it would convert the power off, off the, yes, uh, uh, yeah, that you plug it say. into the wall and would convert that power into high voltage, like maybe 400 volts or so. Yeah, and you'd even power, this, I, yeah, you could it, power a radio with it or something, you know, with the electronics of a radio. At that time, you needed high voltage because it was tube type stuff. Yeah, because well, I, I had a CB radio and I had to power it down to 12 volts. So I had to yeah, have a well, power yeah. supply. Yeah, but, but so the it could actual, go up and down. The components inside there needed high voltage, like the tubes. Oh, okay. all, yeah. But they weren't solid state. They weren't transistor. They were tube type. And they required at least a, a couple hundred volts to make those tubes right, work right. So I think I had a power supply that put out 350 volts or something like that, 400 volts with a transformer, and it was DC, and I charge up capacitors, electrolytic capacitors, and uh, then you could put them on a piece of metal, and they would spark like a firecracker because they dis discharged the capacitor. And that was fun. <laughs> You didn't want to touch it because it would buzz you, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it would shock you if you touched it. So I learned to, to do that. I was probably 12 or 13 at the time. And then like, and then I, into high school, I took four years of electronics in high school. And our high school uh, was probably the only in the area that offered electronics class, which was really kind of cool. Electronics shop. So AC circuits, DC circuits, vacuum tube design, and uh, the principles of television. We learned all those in the four years. So I determined to become an electrical engineer uh, but I was so drawn to radio broadcasting and the music and the drama of it that I loved it. Uh, so it's just something I couldn't let go of. I loved radio. I loved listening to radio. I eventually, when I was a junior in high school, determined that I'd like to be one of those guys on the radio. I would love to use my voice. And, and uh, I was kind of a nerd. I don't think the girls thought much about me. I was kind of a awkward socially kid i was an only child so i didn't have any sisters so i didn't know how to you know exactly relate to girls very well nor brothers <laughs> yeah but uh, i thought if i were a dj on the radio then i could be mr popular and meet a girl wow isn't that cool huh that was sort of on my mind <laughs> you know i gained social acceptance so anyway i uh i went to one year at byu and then i came back home and then i went on a mission Finally, when I was 21, I went on a mission and I kept working on amplifiers and speakers and stuff in the interim. I really liked that kind of stuff. Thank you for listening to the segment, How Carl Got Interested in Radio. Don't forget to listen to the next segment, Carl's Career in Radio. <laughs>